So I read this book called Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. One page stuck out to me the most. For those of you who have not read or even heard of this book, I'll read the page that really interested me. I listen to Brainy podcasts. I watch Brainy documentaries. I talk to Brainy people. I began to see a pattern at work in many of us. Our emotions were leading us to thoughts, and those thoughts were dictating our decisions, and our decisions were determining our behaviors, and then the behaviors were shaping our relationships, all of which would take us back to either healthy or unhealthy thoughts. Round and round we go, spinning down, seemingly out of control, our lives becoming defined by this endless cycle. Depressing. Unless, unless there is a way to interrupt it. How many of us are spending all of our energy in conversations and counseling and prayer trying to shift the most visceral thing about us, our emotions, yet having no success? If you feel sad and I tell you to quit feeling sad, has any progress been made? What if instead of spending our energy trying to fix the symptoms, we went to the root of the problem, deeper than the emotions that seem to kick off of our cycles? The reality is that our emotions are a byproduct of something else. Our emotions are a byproduct of the way we think. So last time I interviewed teenagers to share their experiences. However, after reading this, it really made me think about what professionals have to say about the issue of mental illness, especially the line, how many of us are spending all of our energy in conversations and counseling and prayer, trying to shift the most visceral thing about us, our emotions, yet having no success. So I interviewed my high school guidance counselor, Janice Lemieux, to show us her professional view about this issue. Okay, I'm recording. Um, starting off, I looked up statistics on my topic and my source says that 70% of teenagers suffer from depression or anxiety. 26 will experience minor depressive thoughts and only 4% will not be effective. What are your thoughts on this and do you believe that this is concerning? Hmm. Well, I definitely think it's concerning, but I also think that this day and age we have a lot more awareness. We have more conversations about this we're more in tune with these types of things um, and generally there's um, a better understanding of the importance of mental health and those types of things so I think it's more on the radar definitely but, uh, there's a lot more exposure especially with like social media where mm-hmm. kids are more in tune with their thoughts Absolutely. Um, would you say that younger generations like us have it more difficult than older generations like our parents when they were younger I think in some ways that is true. Um, You know, there's been a lot more, um, let's see, what's the word, comforts and things like that that have been added to life since previous generations. Um, But I also think that things like social media, as you mentioned, and also access to information, because right now kids and teens have access to way more information through internet and different things like that that previous generations didn't have at this age. Yeah, because um, they didn't have to look at videos and posts on social media like we do every day. Right, or even access to the news or some, some of the yeah. things that are difficult that are happening in the world. Like there was 
more of an ability for kids to be kids and not be fully aware of some of those things that grown-ups should be managing. Yeah. Would you say it's tough getting through to some kids? Um, I would say that sometimes it can be a little bit harder. Um, but I also think that, um, you know, by having a genuine and authentic desire to connect, that that helps kids. Like, kids can feel that. They can sense that. And, um, and I think that can be a helpful way to let kids open up. If, if they think that you're just, you know, trying to check off some boxes and make them act a certain way or different things like that, then there's a lot of barriers. But if there's, like, a, a genuine desire and an authentic, like, real desire to connect, I think that that can go a long way. And I think that kids sense, kids it, sense that. It's better that kids know that they have somebody looking out for them and they have somebody who cares about what they're going through. Exactly. Um, what are some options you wish us teenagers knew about? Options. So tell me a little bit more about what you mean about options. Like options like people you can talk to mm. or like resources that you have available to you. Okay, sure. Um, well, I think there are, there are a lot of really caring adults I'm going to pause for a second. Okay, never mind. <laughs> um, there's a lot of really caring adults out there, and I think sometimes when teachers are asking for assignments or people are challenging you to do different things and or, you know, rise to a challenge or try harder. Students interested in taking AT Lit next year, the meeting is about to begin in the Silver room, room 210. AT Lit for next year meeting in 210 is starting now. <laughs> Glad you have that on. on um, I think sometimes that can come across as, um, you know, not caring. When I think that people in these general professions and schools and counseling, um, even just adults in your life in general, like if people are working with kids, that usually means they have a desire to help and uplift and encourage and um, help them rise to challenges. So that is something that um, I wish would be like a more of a bridged thing because I know it can feel more like pressure or things like that. Um, but there are also some great organizations out there. There's mental health counselors, there's um, therapeutic mentors, there's, uh, you know, even like places like the YMCA or different organizations to get engaged in activities. All of that helps to have a more balanced life and can help us get through some of the harder things. Yeah, I agree. Um... Finally, what advice would you give to someone who may be suffering and or parents who have children who are suffering with mental health? I would say, um, not to be cliche, but you are not alone. Um, <laughs> you know, kids dealing with it are not alone. Parents that are helping their children deal with it are not alone. And again, today, there's so much more understanding, there's more compassion, there's more resources than we've ever had before. And I believe that um, the power of human connection is a very can be a very healing and powerful piece of the puzzle for us. So, reach out, share what you're going through, and um, there are lots of different places out here in our community that can be helpful. So I would say, don't stay silent about it. Speak out and let people connect with you and let people walk with you through it. Right, because there will always be people there to guide you along the way like mm -hmm. there's nobody gonna leave you in the dust yeah we're not the first people to go through it we're not <laughs> we're not the first parents to go through it and uh, we can all learn from each other and help each other so i think that's that's an awesome thing to have well great thank you so much for doing this no interview problem. with me um, great to meet you great to meet you too all right
Believe it or not, hearing opinions and options from a professional can really be eye-opening. I, I hope that you or someone you love in the future have the opportunity to meet with a professional and discuss the inner works of the way our brains work. This concludes episode three of my podcast, Mental Health and You. I hope you all have a lovely day and I'll see you all next time. If you or a loved one are experiencing any suicidal or depressive thoughts, the Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. You are not alone. Help is always available.